0: will enable me and empower me to make Jesus famous in my everyday life. You may be seated. Opening Bibles to Psalm 119, verse or stanza 105. Psalm 119, verse or stanza 105. One of the things we've been doing on Wednesday night since late October is we've been preparing for 2018. Part of the homework I gave the church was to pray that Ephesians 1 prayer over yourself at least three times a day. Amen? At least for the rest of your year, keep praying that prayer. And as we taught a few weeks ago how it increases your spiritual perception. So keep praying that prayer for yourself. And we've been talking about walking out the plan that God has for our lives. Now one of the things we're going to talk about tonight is how to find daily guidance in the word of God. How to find daily guidance in the word of God. Praying that prayer is important. We talked about more last week, praying in the spirit and listening to your spirit. But we can pick up where we left off, but this time in Psalm 119, 105. One of the things we said last week and two weeks ago, looking at another psalm, says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So we said that means arranged or established, meaning they've been there for a long time. Just because your steps are ordered, just because your steps are established, it doesn't mean you're going to walk in it. It can be ordered that you walk down this center aisle, and this is where God's perfect and most blessed plan for your life is. But your happy self can walk over through that aisle. And you can say, my steps are ordered all day long, but it doesn't mean you're walking in the steps God has ordered for you. And we talked about 2018 will be a year of fullness, a year of overflow, and a year of glory. But one of the things the Lord emphasized to us, it will be that for you if you look in the right place. So meaning if you don't look in the right place, that won't be a year of fullness. It won't be a year of overflow. It won't be a year of glory. So that means you must look in the right place. And we said two important things you must know for next year. You must know where you are going and you must know where to look. You must know where you are going and you must know where to look, which is important why you need to pray that Ephesians 1 prayer for yourself at least three times a day. So Psalm 119, 105 says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Your steps are ordered. But if you have no light, you don't know if you're actually walking in those steps. But if you let the word of God be a lamp to you, you'll begin to see if you're walking in the steps God has for you or you're walking in the steps that you want to walk in. And it's not just, well, just is it good, but is it God? A lot of people get caught up in doing good things, but not what God called them to do. And it's not a question, are you going to make it into heaven? If you're a believer, if you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're going to heaven. That's already settled. We're not talking about will you make it in, but will you hear well done? Not every Christian hears well done. Well done goes to those who actually did what God called them to do. Meaning, God can call people to walk down this aisle, and if you keep walking down this aisle for the rest of your life, you will hear well done. But there are other people who walk down that aisle, they'll make it into heaven, and they just hear well. God has steps for you, but you must stay in the word of God if you want your path to be enlightened. The word of God is a lamp. I saw in a commentary today, the word, they said the word of God is a lamp and the spirit of God is the oil that goes in the lamp. So your time in prayer, your time spending with God will give oil to the lamp so you know what to do and how to practically apply the word of God to your everyday life. I think it was Smith-Workersworth, who used to say, some people like to read the word of God in Hebrew. Some people like to read it in the Greek. I prefer to read it in the Holy Ghost. What is he saying? Be filled with the Spirit. Spend time in the word of God so the Holy Spirit can help you apply that word to your life. Go to Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6. The word of God can bring general light, but it can also bring specific light. Which means you can't just stay in the word of God on Sunday or Wednesday. You have to be in the word every day. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23. It says, for the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Now back up to chapter 4. One of the things people used to do with a lamp is they would lift it so they can see where they're going. If you want the word of God to give you lamp, to give you a light and act as a lamp, you have to lift it above your own thinking. You have to lift it above your own opinion. You have to lift it above culture and what the culture has to say about it. You have to lift it above everything to receive its maximum light. Because if you just treat the word of God like any other religious book or any other good book, then for you, it won't bring maximum light. It'll just be a book. But the thing is, the word of God is alive. It gives life, and it's full of revelation. And as we said before, revelation is progressive. Revelation builds on revelation. So the more time you spend in the word, the more you receive from the word, the more you'll get from the word. Jesus, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And he goes on in that passage, and he talks about, Those who have will get even more, and those who have not will lose what they have. The context of that passage in Mark chapter 4 and Matthew 13, Luke chapter 8, is ears to hear. If you use your ears to hear, you will receive more and more revelation. But if you don't use the revelation God has given you, you will lose what you already have. It is possible as a believer to become mature in God, grow on the things of God, And become a baby in the future. Spiritual growth is not always linear. People can go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. There can be people who says, well, I heard that 30 years ago. Well, you never did it. Well, I remember when Charles Capps first wrote his books. That's good, but did you do what Charles Capps taught you to do? Just because you were mature in faith in the 80s doesn't mean you're mature in faith today. And a lot of people think that the faith they received back then carries them today, but faith has to keep coming into you to work. The spiritual truth about faith in your spiritual condition is you leak. That's why Paul has to say, be being filled with the Holy Spirit, says in the Greek, which means you can be filled one day and empty later. I heard a pastor make a joke one time. This is, people ask us if we're a spirit-filled church. and he said, well, some of us are, sometimes. You know, I like to think we are today, but what happens? People, even though they're baptized in the Holy Ghost, don't always spend time praying in the spirit to stay full. Although people have heard the word of faith and received the word, that doesn't mean they stay in the word long enough to become full and stay full of the word. This is a continual thing, this is a lifestyle. When we say we are faith, we're talking about our lifestyle because it's the just shall live by faith. Faith is not our emergency get out of jail free card. It is our lifestyle, and for faith to be a lifestyle, that means getting the word of God has to be a lifestyle. Proverbs four twenty says, "My son, attend to my words; incline thy ear unto my sayings." So, pay attention to my words. I like what Brother Copeland says when he's reading this verse. He says, "If you pay attention to the word of God enough, eventually become saints." Heard a man of God say, it's great that you speak the word of God, but it's even greater when the word of God speaks to you. That if you pay attention to the word enough, the word will start to talk to you. Most people don't spend enough time with the word for the word to talk to them. But if you pour the word in every single day, you will go throughout your life, and all of a sudden a scripture will pop up to your mind. Why the word is speaking to you. The Holy Spirit brought that scripture to your remembrance. It's the Holy Spirit's job to bring it to your remembrance, but it's your job to put the word in in the first place. A lot of people say, well, God will do it. Yeah, God will do what he's supposed to do, but he expects the believer to do what they're supposed to do. He says, let them not depart from thy eyes, the word. So that means we continually keep the word of God in front of our eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. The word health is also translated medicine. Keep thy heart, or guard thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues or the forces of life. So if you keep the word in front of your eyes, if you keep listening to the word of God, you'll be putting the word in your heart. This has to be a continual thing if you want to reap the benefits of the word of God. The word is full of power, it's full of life, and it's just here, it's full of medicine. But in order to reap those benefits, you have to continually receive it. The doctor could give a patient some medicine and says, you need to take this once a day for a month. Now, they can take it that first day and never take it for the rest of the month and not receive the benefits the doctor wanted them to. They can say, well, doctor, I took that medicine once. I remember when I took that medicine. I remember what it tasted like. I did exactly what you said. It's like, no, you didn't. I told you the entire month, and he did it one day. That's how people are with faith. Well, I tried that once. You tried it instead of letting it be your lifestyle. You have to continually receive the word of God on a continual basis. You have to continually do the word of God on a continual basis if you want to receive the benefits the word has. It's just like what people are going to do next month. The new year is going to start, and they're going to say, make a new year resolution. I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to the gym. And for people who go to the gym on a regular basis, the first week of every year is the most annoying time to go to the gym. One, people don't know what they're doing. Number two, it's packed beyond all reason. But you already know by week three, they're going to be gone. Why? Because it was an emotional decision. Backed by no spiritual power or willpower. But what happens? They may eat healthy for a week. You know, they're already making up for Thanksgiving and Christmas and whatever ate on New Year's Day. They start on January 2nd, they'll eat healthy. They had one salad. They went to the gym once. They got on the treadmill once. They got on the elliptical once. They look at the stairmaster and they said, Not today, Jesus. They got on the bike and then got off the bike. They did it once. And they say, well, why don't I see some results on that scale? Once is not enough. It has to be a continual thing. It has to be a lifestyle in order to reap the benefits of exercise. We as a culture reap the benefits of sugar and fat. Why? It's a lifestyle. We eat it all the time. Especially during the holiday season, there's certain desserts we look forward to. It is a lifestyle. It is an American lifestyle. We keep eating it. We keep drinking it. Keep eating it. Keep drinking it. And it's like, oh, I just like that food. But now that eating that food has become your lifestyle. So you reap the benefits. Same with exercise. You have to do that continually if you want to reap the benefits. Same with spiritual things. You have to receive the word continually if you want to reap the benefits. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy means the second giving of the law. And this is Moses giving the law one more time, as well as explaining new things and giving his last sermon to the people before he dies. So chapter 6, verse 1. It said, Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments, which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that you might do them in the land where you go to possess it, what happens if you receive this command the word and you do it that you might fear the lord to keep all statutes his commandments which i command you that you your son and your son's son all the days of your life and that your days may be prolonged so if you hear the word and you do the lord do the word your life will be extended hear therefore o israel and observe, and do it. One of the key words of the book of Deuteronomy is the word here. But when you look at that word in the Hebrew, it's more than just listen. It's hear so that you can do it. So Moses, all throughout this book, it says, hear so you can do it. Don't just listen to me. I want you to do it. Don't be like your hard-headed parents. Actually do what I'm telling you to do. This is what the whole message is about hear and do, hear and do, hear and do. What is he tell an entire generation? Hear the word of God continually and do it. Hear the word of God continually and do it. If you do that, you will have a long life. It'll be well with you, he says next. You'll increase mightily as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you in the land that flows with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words which I command you shall be in your heart. Why will it be in their heart? Because they keep hearing it and they keep doing it. And you shall teach them diligently unto your children. And you shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. What is he saying? You talk to your kids about the word of God continually. Let talking to your kids about the word of God be a lifestyle. Because you have to understand that. Understand this. You're only one generation away from people not believing the word of God. Your family is only one generation away from atheism. One generation away from walking away from God. No matter what God does amazing in one generation, if the next generation doesn't take it to the next level, that generation will miss what God did in the previous generation. It's always one generation away. So that's why he told this younger generation, teach your kids everything I'm telling you continually. That doesn't mean he's saying that when you actually lie down, say a scripture, when you get up, say a scripture. He's not saying that. He's saying that as you live your life, Look for opportunities to talk about the word of God. Look for windows to tell your kids about the word of God. Look for opportunities to share things that God has done. So they grow up knowing the word. Not just what they hear on Wednesday and Sundays, but because their parents live the word in front of them. He talks about putting it over their house to wear it. Why? He's like, I want you to get this book. And it shall be when the Lord your God has brought you into the land which he swore unto your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give you great and goodly cities which you built not, and houses full of all good things which you filled not, and wells dig which you dig not, vineyards and olive trees which you planted not, when you shall eat and be full. Where are all these things coming from? These are the benefits of a generation that continually hears the word and continually does the word. says, if you hear and you do, this is what God is going to give you. He wanted your parents to receive it. They chose to not receive it. But if you continually get the word, you continually do the word, you will receive these benefits of the word. And he's telling them, as you prosper, you look at verse 12, be careful, beware that you don't think you did it. That you get so full of yourself, you forgot it's God who blessed you. He says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, remember it is he who gives you power to get wealth. You got this because you heard the word and you did the word. Don't forget to keep hearing and keep doing because you can prosper because you did the word of God. You apply biblical principles. You can reach the top of your game and fall back down because you stopped doing the word. This is a commitment to be faithful forever. It's a commitment to be faithful for the rest of our lives. You hear the word and do the word every single day. So go to the next book over, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. The book of Joshua happens right after Moses dies. They grieve for him 30 days. And God says to Joshua, Moses, my servant is dead. It's time for you to move on. So he's giving this general instructions Joshua is a general. He's a military man. He is the leader of the nation. He's not a psalmist. Most would even consider him a prophet. He's a warrior. He's a general. Now he has to lead the children of a generation that didn't even listen to Moses. Moses, part of the Red Sea. Moses took on Pharaoh. Moses even took on some battles and won. Moses prayed and fried chicken fell from the sky. Moses prayed and Krispy Kreme donuts came in. Moses prayed and all these miracles happened. Now Joshua has to lead after that. It's almost like people looking at Joshua, so what you got? When's the last time a mountain shook because you went there and fire came down and a cloud came down and light and sound and scared out everyone? What do you have? God says to him, I will be with you just like I was with Moses. Moses. Here is what you need to do. Be strong, be courageous. In verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. What does that mean? Keep saying it. But you shall meditate therein day and night. The word meditate means to think on, to muse, to imagine, to roar, and to mutter. It means you shall talk about it and think about it through the day and through the night. That you may observe or guard to do according to all that is written therein. The only way you're going to guard yourself to make sure you do the word of God is if you think about it and you talk about it continually. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. Notice it didn't say God will make your way prosperous, Joshua, if you stay in the book. God told Joshua, if you stay in the book, you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. So Joshua, your success in this coming season is based on your relationship to my word. So where is Joshua's battle plan coming from? The word. How is he going to know how to deal with millions of people going into a new land? The word. And he only has Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. That's all he has. But God told him if you go over those five books every day, you'll make your way prosperous. You'll have good success. You will cause this generation to inherit the land I promised to their fathers. Joshua, if you stay in the word, you will be a prophecy fulfiller. So I told Abraham I would do this. I told Isaac, I told Jacob, I told Joseph, I told generations, but if you stay in my book, everything I promise will come to pass through you. The promises will no longer stay on the horizon, but they will be your reality. So many believers leave things on the horizon saying soon and one day and never see fulfillment. But Joshua, if you do the word continually, if you hear the word continually, you will have fulfillment. Everything I promise will come to pass. And so what happens as Joshua's staying in the word and his dedication to the word, Proverbs is not written yet. He doesn't know that the word of God is medicine or life. Because by this point, Joshua is 80. Caleb is 85. Everyone else in their generation is dead. They're the oldest in the nation, yet Caleb is testifying and says, I feel like I did when I was 45. How do they have such extended life and energy so they can lead a nation in war? He was in the Word. Joshua lived for at least another 30 years. How? He was in that book every single day. One of the things you see in Genesis throughout Deuteronomy is that what belongs to Israel. says this land belongs to you. He tells them how to move in it, how to take it, and what to do. And that's what Joshua lived on day after day, day after day, day after day day after day. One day he was in Genesis and he said what God said to Abraham, I will bless those that bless you. I will curse those who curse you. He gets to a point when Balaam tried to curse Israel and he realized you can't curse whom God has blessed. Then he gets a point where God says, it'll go to the river Euphrates. It'll go to this sea. It'll go to that way. He's seen his promises. He's seen what belongs to him. And then he gets up and says, come on, Israel, time to go to battle. And God did supernatural things for him, and he prayed big prayers because all he lived off was the word of God. We see no other person in the Bible having the guts to pray this prayer. Joshua did. They're winning a battle, but he needed more time to get the victory. So he spoke to the sun, stay still. Moon, stay in this valley. And do you know what it says next? The Lord listened to the voice of the man. He made the sun stay still and the moon stay still. Now, when you think about it, reading the Bible, for so, a wow, that's a great miracle. But when you understand the science behind it, it's an even bigger miracle. Because if the sun and moon just stop, it'll throw off so many different things in the universe. So in order for that, there is many different laws of physics, laws of the universe that had to arrange and to stop and to change so the word of the man of God will come to pass because he stayed in the word. Joshua didn't understand all those laws. He just knew, I need more time. So because he was full of the word, he spoke a statement God backed up. And they won the day. If you stay in the word continually, you'll begin to say things that make people think you're crazy. How dare you believe God can do that for you? How dare you believe that God can do that big thing for you? You need to put your hopes smaller. You need to dream smaller. It may not happen. Don't get your hopes too high. But if you stay in the word of God enough, it'll cause you to dream big dreams because you realize you serve a big God. And you realize it's not too big for God. Doesn't matter how long it takes. If he has to give me more time, he will give me more time. Joshua sees that not just in the day of battle, but because God has added years to his life. He outlived his entire generation by at least 30 years. He saw what God promised hundreds of years ago come to pass. He did impossible things because he was in the word of God. Go to Psalm 1. Psalm 1, verse 1. This has to be you going into 2018, praying that Ephesians prayer, but being in the word, hearing the word, saying the word, doing the word. It will teach you where to look. It will show you where to go. Psalm 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. That's the word of God. And in his law, in his word, does he meditate day and night. What will be the result? He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. So he's gonna flourish. He's gonna bear fruit. He's going to have sustenance coming his way. He's going to be planted by a river. And whatever he does prospers. Whatever. It didn't say everything he does right will prosper. Whatever he does will prosper. One of the confessions I make every day is that God even causes my mistakes to prosper. Because what happens, if you're in the word of God and you're still human, you're still fallible, you will make mistakes. But God will cause your mistakes to work for your good. So it says if you're staying in the word, you're staying rooted in God, you're not walking in the counts of ungodly, you're walking in the ways of God, God can make everything you do prosper. What are you, why? You're in the word. You're making your way prosperous. You're going to have good success. But you have to be in the word of God continually, consistently. It will prosper you. You know, people talk about certain ministers who have prospered, Because they've been in the word. They've been in the word for decades. They prosper because that's all they do. The word, the word, the word, the word, the word. And if you do the same, you're going to prosper. You don't have to be called to ministry to prosper. But you have to work the biblical principles if you want to prosper. So you have to be in the word of God continually and consistently so you can receive everything God has for you. You can't just go into 2018. Well, that's a great word for the year. It's going to come to pass. Yes, it will, if. All the promises of God are conditional. You see throughout the word of God, if and then. You have a part to play. You have a responsibility to grace. God has provided all these gifts, all these manifestations of grace, but if you don't use your faith and receive it, and use your faith and do what He said, you won't experience everything God has for you. It will be limited. But you must get in the word so you can know what to do. Go to Colossians 3:16, and I believe we're in here. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly or in abundance. Don't just have a snack of the word once a week. Keep pouring it in. If a lot of us would eat the word of God like we eat food, we'd be the strongest spiritual Christians in the world. I remember listening to Rick Renner, and he would say that here's how he got himself to continually feed on the Word. He made a rule for him. He says, "I won't eat physical food until I spent time in the Word of God." That's how he made sure he got in the Word every single day. Because he connected, he says, "I really want to eat, so I'm gonna make sure I get in the Word of God." Smith Wigglesworth, when he would have his spiritual sons around him, they would go out to eat maybe after meeting. He says, "Now that we fed our bodies, let's feed our spirits." And he'd pull out his New Testament out of his pocket and he would read the Word of God. Why? They were serious about getting the Word of God in their hearts. You have to continually put the Word in. You're in a time of pressure, put more Word in. We live in an era of technology that makes it easier for us to get the Word than any other generation possible. You can get the Word of God on your phone, on your iPad, however you want to get it. We put all of our messages for free on podcasts and online so people can download it and listen to it. Continually, consistently getting the word of God in them. One of the things we talk about, we encourage you to do is read at least one chapter of the Bible a day. At least one. Out loud. Listen to at least one message a day. Why? The word keeps coming in your heart. Consistently. Continually. Faith is coming. Understanding is coming. Direction is coming. You're making your way prosperous. You will have good success. It will change. It doesn't mean it happens immediately, but it will be made prosperous. So that means if everything in front of you looks like it's failure, but you get in the word of God and get direction from God and you keep going straight, everything that looks like a failure in front of you has to be made prosperous. It will be made to do so but you have to get the word continually, consistently, so you can understand where God wants you to go in 2018, and you can know exactly where to look. Don't miss out what God has for you. I'll preach more about what that means on New Year's Eve, a year of fullness, which we said also means fulfillment, a year of overflow, and a year of glory. When you look at the terms fullness and overflow, Throughout the Word of God, yes, it's a term of blessing, but when He studied it out, it's also terms of judgment. Because when you look through the Old Testament, the book of Genesis, and other places, when things get full, especially the cup of iniquity as it's referred to, it's full, judgment comes. So we are going to see judgment in certain areas in 2018. But judgment is not always a bad word. Because if you're on God's side and you're judged, you get blessed. That means you get harvest. That means you get a reward. So it's a year of fullness, a year of overflow, and a year of glory. Yes, glory in the manifestations of the Spirit, a year of Holy Ghost and fire. But it's also a year of glory. Now, one of the things the word glory is translated as fame and as honor. It's going to be a year where you can bring fame and honor to the name of Jesus. And one of the ways you bring glory to God is by doing what God has called you to do. And in doing that, it brings some glory. And he manifests the glory he's always called you to manifest. So it's going to be a year about us fulfilling our purpose. But as we get closer and closer, we'll talk more about it, especially on New Year's Eve and in the Sundays to follow. But don't miss out on what God has for you. Don't miss out on the year fullness, overflow, and glory. God has some amazing things for you. But you need to get in the word so you don't miss it so you know where you're going and you know where to look. Amen? We'll stand to your feet. Father, we thank you for your word. You are wonderful, you are good, and you are so merciful to us. Now, Father, I pray as we spend more time in the word, that you grant us a greater hunger for the word, that you remind us day by day that we don't forget to get in the word that you grant us greater revelation as we look into the word, greater understanding, teach us where to go and teach us where to look. We thank you for these things and give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' mighty name. Where every head is bowed, every eye close in prayer. I hope you enjoyed today's message. We never want to close a broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. So if you've never asked him into your heart, you've never made him your Lord and Savior, pray this prayer with me today and mean it from your heart. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe that he died for me, but on the third day, you raised him from the dead. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart, save me now, forgive me of my sins, fill me with your spirit, and help me to live this Christian life. If you prayed that prayer and meant it from your heart, we believe you've been born again. We ask that you email us at info at FCCGA.com. That's FCCGA.com to let us know about the decision you've made for Christ today. Have an amazing day.